is Bloomberg Surveillance. I see economic data improving the United States. I think that's becoming increasingly obvious, but I still think we're going to be growing in the twos somewhere. I would recommend that investors stay defensively postured and cautious. Policymakers, financial markets, and the economic and financial media look to the Fed to solve all the problems, and they're not able to. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Bloomberg Surveillance, we welcome all of you worldwide. Bloomberg Radio Plus, Bloomberg.com, and Sirius XM, Channel 119, Bloomberg 960, the Bay Area. Good morning. Good early morning, San Francisco. Of course, Bloomberg 1200, Boston. Bloomberg 1130 in absolutely gorgeous New York. And I guess a hot, sultry good morning. I haven't said that. It's like summer. Well, Washington. I'm not going with hot and sultry yet. But okay, it's, it's there, at but least warm. It's on the edge of warm. Bloomberg 99.1 FM, Washington and Baltimore. Good morning uh, as well. Bloomberg surveillance this morning brought to you by Cone Resnick Accounting Tax Advisory to minimize risk to capture value in private equity. You need Cone Resnick where forward thinking creates results. Find out how at ConeResnick.com, C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K, ConeResnick.com. And we thank them for considered support through the uh, year. They have been more than kind. So is uh, the bid to commodities. Bruno Stenzial is with Eurasia Group, Ian Bremer's Eurasia Group. Um, he has worked with uh, various companies, including more capital management, and he just simply looks at the energy business and the natural resources uh, business. Bruno, wonderful to have you here. Is it for real? Goldman says it's not. There, It's all over the media today, the business media. Uh, Jeff Curry and the team at Goldman say, maybe not. You push against that idea. Yeah, and you know what? You have to start by asking yourself, define what's real, right? Uh, you know, that that's the big question. What are your expectations for prices? Um Highly respect that team over there. I've been I've been reading their stuff for for almost twenty years now. Um, I am I am theorizing that oil has seen the lows. You know, a lot of people were calling for a twenty dollar price deck because that was what was needed to get U.S. production offline. Um, I don't think so. I don't think we need to go that low to see the supply response that's needed to rebalance the market. So we're looking for a slow, steady, gradual uh, upward price movement from here to around $40 a barrel for the balance of 2016, and then slowly gravitating towards an average price of $50 a barrel in 2017. And at that point, you're going to start to see the U.S. producers come back into the market with new supply, supply that will take care of the decline rates and incrementally add. So I think the worst is behind us. I think you're seeing a knee-jerk reaction to the market's expectation the worst is behind us. We'll slowly gravitate into a range, volatility will dry up, and we'll start to slowly ratchet up from there. But I don't think you're going to see a $20 price deck. If we get uh, to that level, um, you're talking balance. We're not going to have people who need cash pumping more oil just because the price is higher and send us back into trouble? Yes, and that's a great point. I think at the end of the uh, end of the day, and this is where, where OPEC can't get too cute, right? Um, if you have a price deck that balances the market, you're incrementally drawing down on stocks anywhere between sort of 45 to $50. The real risk is OPEC loses control again. 
because now you have U.S.-based oil and gas producers that have all reconfigured their business models to be profitable at $50. So you'll start to see increases in global production at that price level. And look, this is what this phenomenon is all about, right? This is a supply-driven price route based upon something secular, something changed. We can access more oil faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. That's not going away. Why did we put a floor in here? Uh, yes, the Saudis and the Russians agreed to freeze production. Nobody believed that they're actually doing it. They didn't set any targets or any way to prove what's happening. So <laughs> why did this work? It worked because I think that, you know, low prices cure low prices generally, uh, particularly in cyclical commodities. Um, at the end of the day, there is a certain amount or certain number of U.S.-based producers mm-hmm. that cannot operate under sort of, you know, sub-$35 price environment. So the market was always expecting year-on-year declines in production. The rate of those, or the, the, the steepness of that decline curve was not as high as people thought. We don't have as much production coming off as anticipated, but it's coming off. Let's not forget, you, you know, year-on-year, U.S.-based oil production is off probably around 350,000 barrels a day at this point, and it will continue to come off unless prices go higher. So we'll slowly balance the market as production comes off in the States. As we do that, prices will go higher, only to be met by new production increases. And that's what this is all about, right? At the end of the day, we're no longer in this super cycle. We are in a process where crude oil will reset into ranges, and that's what we're looking yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with that. You don't have the, the, maybe you don't have the China catalyst to get us out to stupid pricing again. But did you see the catharsis to clear markets? I mean, the heart of your theory versus the good work of, with, of Jeff Curry and others who are more suspect about a bid being set in, the, the heart of the matter is you gotta clear that supply glut. Did we do that? Or is Cushing still up to its eyeballs in oil? Well, we are in the process of clearing that supply gut. And because- I'll give you the expectations idea. We're, you know, we're, we're betting on where we are June, where we are September yep. in that. What gives you the confidence to believe that Cushing is cleared? Well, it's not necessarily just about Cushing. I agree. You know, know, I mean, Cushing is definitely, it's the hub that prices WTI, which is the benchmark, and, and, and we all know that. But firstly, you know, define, define Cushing being full. Uh, in essence, that's that's very hard to do because throughout my career doing this, you know, we've had multiple instances where Cushing was quote unquote full, and it never quite gets full. So the reality is that's a very difficult thing to determine. And sure. and at the end of the day, you have to remember when 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 a certain uh, uh, storage basin gets full, you have other areas that you start to fill up. So you know, I, I think the basis has to be looking at year on year production declines. We are in the process of clearing up that glut via production declines. And what I mean by that is U.S. producers are not given a price signal to develop new reserves profitably in order to negate production declines. So we needed to take price down to that level, which I think we have, because you're seeing year-on-year price uh, uh, production declines. So we're slowly cleaning the market up. I think as that happens... You'll see it in the numbers weekly and then again monthly. The market is always forward-looking, and that's what it's pricing in now. 
We reached a price where we're seeing a significant amount of uh, production declines that will continue. Stocks will begin to draw down. We'll raise to a price level mm-hmm. where producers can develop raw acreage at a higher price. That price is probably around 45 to 50 bucks. Every EMP company in their quarterly uh, uh, statements has been saying, we have learned, we'll learn how to operate profitably at $50. That's the signal right from the horse's mouth. Well, you got a lot of EMP companies who may not be around in a month or two. Uh, what what's that looking like now as we get into the bank reset season? Yeah, no, it, it, that's the million dollar question, and, and I think the Saudis in particular were were as gloomy as it sounds. We're looking for more bankruptcies. The reality is, when you start to really look at the detail behind the bankruptcies that have been announced in the last uh, eighteen months to two years. There have been in North America roughly 40 to 43 bankruptcies. The issue is the the companies that have been declaring bankruptcies are not volumetrically significant enough to cause this sort of cataclysmic drop in U.S. production. Clearly, we haven't seen it. They tend to be the names, quite frankly, you would have expected to declare bankruptcy, the small to medium-sized names that were highly levered out of the gate. Yeah. And they're just not big enough. The the real – and this is one of the reasons why production has been so resilient in, this, in the states is the larger volumetrically significant producers have had no trouble accessing the cheapest form of capital, and that's accessing the equity markets. Mm-hmm. You know, take a look at the secondaries that we've seen <clears throat> last year and into this year. Big numbers, generally successful secondary offerings. Devon Energy is a notable one most recently. Yeah. raised $1.3 billion. And the interesting thing is when you look at what they all say they're going to do with that capital, well, primarily they're going to pay down debt to preserve their credit rating. Because, again, a lot of this is orchestrated behind the scenes by the credit rating agencies. Right. You want to maintain your credit rating. You want to maintain your current cost. Your get, you yeah. know, pay down your debt and, and start to get disciplined. So they're all paying down debt. But almost all of them are saying – that they're also going to use a part of that revenue to develop reserves. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're in the business of producing. Yeah, that, that's the DNA. Well, let's come back. Uh, Bruno Stenzio with us. I want to talk about net gas, which has been a life of its own as well. Uh, Mike, an urgent message. Leslie Patton reporting for Bloomberg News. Shake Shack drops. Shake Shack fell in early trading after Tom Keene did not buy the Smoke Shack I was double say, it's burger. Our fault. Uh, it's our fault. Nine hundred and twenty-five calories. We nine dollars sixty-four We could do something about that today. I think we should do that road yeah. trip today, Madison Square Try Park. Help help them out. They're down eight percent. Seriously, they uh, they've, they've lightened up a little bit this morning as they yeah. go in search of growth. That's your Shake Shack report. For those of you worldwide, Shake Shack is the official. Lunch counter for Bloomberg Surveillance, where we look at the Shroom Burger, 795 calories as well. The Shroom Burger. Futures in negative eight. Time now to check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Polls are opening today for presidential primaries. Democrats vote today in Michigan and Mississippi. Republicans vote today in Michigan, Mississippi, Idaho, and Hawaii. An appeal hearing will take place today from the Utah branch of Planned Parenthood. They want to reverse a judge's decision that allowed the state's governor to cut off funding to the organization. South Korea says it will sanction 40 individuals and 30 organizations abroad, mostly in North Korea, as part of its punitive measures on the North for its recent nuclear test and rocket launch. Today's announcement comes a day after North Korea warned of preemptive nuclear strikes in response to the start of Seoul-Washington military drills. 
The North views those drills as an invasion rehearsal. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And, Michael, thanks so much. Coming up, uh, Bruno Stenzio, we're going to talk about nat gas. We haven't done enough on that. It is truly imploding. Nat gas. We'll do that next. Bloomberg Surveillance. The news update brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers on select models like the sporty CLA and the versatile GLA, each engineered and priced to move. Visit MBUSA.com today.